Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Steam-Powered Easter Bunny Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff Egg Kowalski. I'm Louisa Dr. Eggman Heron. Mm. <laughs> I'm tying together things Doctor. from now and things from the before time. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Dr. Egg <Jeff>. Woman. <laughs> yeah, this is what a feminist looks like. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, your nickname usually has kind of a cyberpunk feel to it, and it didn't this time. Could you be New Egg Kowalski? <laughs> like yeah. N-U Egg? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. New Egg's the computer website. I see. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Sure. You could, be, you could be West Egg and then go for that, oh, like, no. Wild Wild West vibe. I don't that get that one. Gats- that's a great Gatsby thing? Yeah. West sure. Egg and East Egg is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never read that book. I was going to make to. a joke about food and caraway seeds in an egg, but that sounds like garbage. <laughs> so what nothing. are you saying? Caraway seeds <laughs> in an let's, egg? Let's Why? <laughs> because the narrator of The Great Gatsby is Nick Caraway. Okay, got it. <laughs> So let's all calm down for a second. We have a very no, I want this to be a high stakes, like Mexican standoff style Easter episode where we're all holding guns to each other's faces. Yeah. Why do they call it that? Because it's in all the Western movies. Spaghetti Westerns? I'm not sure yeah. specifically, but like cliches of Westerns. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they call it like if they call it that for racist reasons. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, like only in so far as all Westerns are about how they should all be killing Mexican people, I suppose. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia it does not make it clear. Yep. Yeah. I'm suspicious of anything that has a country's name in the title of a activity yeah. that isn't, like, French. Because <laughs> that might be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly true. I also feel like, listening back to some old episodes of this show, as I've been doing, it does seem like every episode starts with me trying to just make jokes, and then Jeff instantly calling me a racist. <laughs> I didn't call you a racist. I was curious about the phrase. Every time I say anything, it seems like Jeff is like, actually, that's racist. And I'm like, oh shit, again? <laughs> <laughs> If it was called an Irish standoff, I would know for sure that it's racist. <laughs> you know what, well, yeah. you know what I've never understood? They call it an Irish goodbye if you just leave a party without saying goodbye to anyone. That mm-hmm. is so fucking opposite of any Irish or Irish-American habit of standing around and being like, well, I better go, and fucking standing by the door for four hours. I think that the origins of that is that the it used to be a more racist thing, which was an Irish goodbye was when you were so drunk that you passed out and everyone left your house. I don't know. That does I mean, make I, sense. I, I could believe it, but I haven't heard it. And that has happened to me with Irish people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the dangers of hosting a party. You, are, yes, exactly. you already live there. Yeah. Yeah, um, if you'd lived here, you'd already be home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it says on the cross stitch in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wrote in Sharpie on your forehead while uh, you were past. <laughs> God, I hope you don't keep a cross stitch in your bathroom. That sounds <laughs> awful. Of course I don't, but a lot of people do. It gets so moldy from the, like, shower fog. and What's happening in your bathroom, Yeah, <laughs> Shower fog. Yeah. You need one of those little fans that is always on and... Well, I have one and it doesn't work, so... Cover, covers up the sound of you peeing. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is no, I have one of those toilets that, those that plays white noise. Is that what those fans are really for? I mean, probably. It certainly doesn't help uh, clear up the air. Yeah. That's why I always just take a shower with the bathroom door open. Yeah, Ooh, that's how you get foul. psychoed. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna get fine. psychoed. 
Oh man, that's the that's the dream way to die, though, isn't it? <laughs> to not leave a mess because you're already in the shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one has to clean it up. I you're thought all, like it was to get over- stabbed to death by a crazy hotel owner. <laughs> it's over. That's in why a- you travel so much for work. <laughs> yeah, it's Just over waiting. in a few seconds. Uh, no one, you don't have to worry about leaving a mess. It's not inconvenient for anybody else. It's great. Something about being stabbed a lot with a kitchen knife while you're naked seems like extra <laughs> upsetting somehow. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, it's not even ruining your clothes. They can be given to charity. <laughs> yeah, but that shower curtain's ruined. Yeah, that's true. Well, my shower doesn't have a curtain. It's one of those glass booths, so I there see. you go. Uh, so you can't even get psychoed. He'd go to stab you and it would just tink off the glass. <laughs> <laughs> He'd sneak into the bathroom and I'd be like, hey, bro. <laughs> Hey, why are you here? (laughs) Why are you dressed up like your mom? What's happening? Here's what you do. You bring a bag of bees into the bathroom. (laughs) Then you Mm -hmm. put all the bees into the shower stall with you. They're trapped. They're angry. You're going to get stabbed. And then then however many bees you catch as they're swarming around you, you get to keep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then you get stung to death by bees and it's you're dying like my girl instead of like Psycho. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think my feelings about being murdered in the shower... Uh, stem largely from my fear of spiders when I was a child and the movie Arachnophobia, mm-hmm. because there's a scene where the incredibly toxic spiders that are killing everyone jumps onto a girl as she's getting in the shower, and it's about to bite her, but then she turns the shower on and it washes the spider off of her. And mm-hmm. after that, for years, I mean, I was like, I don't know, six or seven at the time when I saw this. For years afterwards, the only time I felt safe from spiders was when I was in the shower. <laughs> yeah. and, e- and even now, I'm no longer afraid of spiders, but even now, I feel like I, f- I am safest when I'm in the shower. So, like, I want if I'm going to die anyway, which still I'm hoping I won't, but if I do someday <laughs> In die, real life? Like, just yeah. never? Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah, there's no proof that you're going to die for sure. Uh, I haven't yet. yet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, If I die... I feel like I want to die in a place where I feel comfortable and safe. Um, I guess so. I guess you wouldn't have to worry anymore if you got yeah. attacked where you were safe. That's the thing. <laughs> I feel like dying, the worst part of dying would be if you know a couple of days ahead of time it's going to happen. Because <laughs> then you're yeah, like, oh shit, I gotta be prepared to die at any moment for days. Whereas if you don't know it's coming and then you just die, it's like, well, those five seconds were really bad, but everything before that was normal. I guess. What if there's an afterlife and you just have to live with the fact that the place you felt safest was uh, your doom and you have really bad ghost anxiety? Oh, or what if uh, all the other dead people make fun of the way you die because it's so embarrassing? Oh, yeah. They're all like, hey, I got my nuts blown off in World War II, saving an entire platoon of How troops. How is that not a joke? How is that not the one we make fun of? <laughs> because you feel so bad for him. Um, and then you're just <laughs> like, oh, I slipped to- in the shower and got stabbed. <laughs> I feel like with Eternity, you'd be able to come up with some really good jokes. Like, not this, but like, hey, dude, your nuts are the bomb. <laughs> slipped in the shower and got stabbed? <laughs> I assume that part of why you died is because you fell over while you were getting stabbed. I mean, if you get stabbed multiple times in the shower, you probably will slip and fall during that process. Yeah, then you bonk your head and uh, pass out while you're getting what stabbed. If, what if they were just lightly stabbing you ironically, but <laughs> you slipped and fell onto the knife and got stabbed for real? And oh no, I was just trying to do a joke. <laughs> now I'm a murderer. <laughs> 
dead. Easter. Time for Psycho. Yep, it's true. Oh yeah, is that the season? Is this Easter movies include Psycho? Yeah, Psycho takes place entirely over Easter weekend, don't you remember? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do. I was joking. I was joking. I thought you didn't remember. I mean, that might not be true. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not true. It could be. It, they don't say when it is. It absolutely could be it Easter could weekend. could be, you're right. And it's I in California, like, so everything always looks the same. Yeah. I feel like they do say when when it is. It is when, a long weekend, I think, because that was her plan of stealing the money and then making yeah. the escape over the long weekend. Mm. Yep. Uh, Are you also trying to find out <laughs> when Psycho takes place? Yes, I am. I, I can't figure it out. I give up already. Guys, I think I'm we should run an abandoned motel. I think that would be a really awesome yeah, job. No, I feel like cool. if you're running it, it can't be abandoned. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> well, it's going to be abandoned, and then we are going to take uh, ownership of it. Yeah, okay. no, you live in a house nearby with Mother, so the hotel <laughs> is abandoned. Yes. No, 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 no. Un- <laughs> unoccupied and abandoned are different things. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, he wanted it to be abandoned, which is why he got so pissed off when someone checked into the hotel and he murdered her. <laughs> Have you ever seen or read anything at all about this movie, Jeff? Uh, I've seen the movie. Have you? Because everything you say about the plot is incorrect. Well, isn't well okay you said it took place over Easter weekend, so... Nothing in it says it's not over Easter weekend. <laughs> Uh, Norman Bates keeps trying to convince himself, I think, that he can be normal, but then as he spies on people, he's like, oh, no, I gotta kill again. Damn it. I'm so horny, and normal way to deal with my horniness is stabbing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so right. there we you go. it out. <laughs> this has been our film and class on dress- he dresses up like the Easter Bunny in a deleted scene, because it takes place over Easter weekend. <laughs> oh man, Zipper in Animal Crossing is Norman Bates. <laughs> That makes so much sense. Oh, man. Wait, has anyone explored the possibility that Animal Crossing is hell and all of the uh, animals that you encounter are, like, sinners that have been cursed to live an eternal, eventless life? Yeah, they're all the famous serial killers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From history. Someone's covered that. (laughs) You know, in Pocket Camp, I don't think they've brought this character over to uh, New Horizons. But in Pocket Camp, there is a sheep that has clown makeup on its face. It oh, God. very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely... Uh, I mean, I was going to say that's the creepiest villager, but there is one that is just a um, one of those Hanawa dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shaped like a rabbit. And they just are like, yeah, this is one of your friends. It's a dead statue. <laughs> pretty good. It, do you think that Nintendo will ever get on the Five Nights at, at Freddy's train and make a horror game set in the Animal Crossing world? Because it feels like you could that leap would not be very difficult to make. That's mm. kind of what Zipper the Bunny is. <laughs> yeah, he's basically <laughs> he's, a Five Nights at Freddy's. There's nothing in there. Yeah, he's a guy oh, who God. volunteers when you first talk to him. He volunteers that he's not wearing a suit, so don't believe that if you hear it. <laughs> Yeah, and he, well, he has a big zipper on the back, and his name is Zipper. And if you see him from a distance, he's walking around slowly and sighing, and if you get close enough for him to see you, he starts bouncing around and waving his arms like he's happy. <laughs> I mean, you guys are just describing the serial killer character from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. He is a man yeah. in a rabbit suit yes. that is actually empty, and he is depressed when he's not murdering kids. Yes. <laughs> 
what I'm saying is they've already done this. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five Nights at Luigi's Mansion, is that anything? No, sure. because yes, we I weren't talking yes. about Luigi's Mansion at all. <laughs> that could be, I support you in this, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Pietro <laughs> is available in New Horizons, oh, but no. I think you have to invite him with an amiibo card. Oh, I need to get some of those. All my villagers are terrible. I have too many jocks, and they're always talking about their apps, and I hate yeah. it. I, got, I, have a, I have Rod, who's my favorite, because he's a tiny mouse, and he's like, I'm doing nothing but pumping iron. <laughs> like, you're two <laughs> feet like tall. Uh, I've, I've been in the process of inviting Stitches the Bear, who seems to be a stuffed oh, yeah. bear made of a bunch of different fabrics. Yeah, Jeff. he's got button eyes. <laughs> Jeff, if you want to get him on your island, you're going to have to start snitching. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh. That's the secret. Yeah, extremely good joke, Matt. <laughs> well, people are saying it's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've heard. I've heard in that. Retrospect. Everyone's talking about it. I like this weird horse with a vest on. Who is this? There's a horse with a vest. There's a lot of horses. Uh, yeah, there's a there's lot of a few horses. Designs like hippo, so you might have several different hippos. I oh, have God. three goddamn long neck birds. <laughs> How like, lazy whatever is that Nintendo? Is. Come on, guys. There's plenty of animals. What's adorable is if you go to the museum and you look at the ancient mammals and uh, I guess other creatures as well. Uh, you can see a little gallery that shows your villagers who yeah, they the evolved evolution. from. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you get to uh, be for uh, Australopithecus, like split off from that. It's pretty I nice. saw so many people absolutely mystified, asking like, "Why is there a spot at the end?" And then when you walk into it, a spotlight appears on yeah. you. And I'm like, "You fucking idiots! Couldn't figure this out." I figured it out. I haven't even played the game. As soon as you asked the question, I got it. Of course. You fucking morons. Okay, yeah. Sorry. I. There's a lot of talk about things in the game as if they're uh, secrets when they're not. Yeah. Like, when you first meet Zipper on April 1st, he says, we're setting up a thing for Bunny Day, so I'll see you again on April 12th for Bunny Day. And on April 2nd, a million people online were like, whoa, that bunny's not in my village anymore. Like, yes, he told you yesterday what <laughs> yeah. was going to happen. Ooh, here's a secret hack from IGN. <laughs> Did you know that he actually doesn't come back till the 12th? Like, yeah. Yes! We know! <laughs> Extremely good. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, well, here's a question. So one of the things I did this week was a thing that Jeff and I did together. Ooh. Jeff, are you going to talk about that thing, do you think, or should uh, I? I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, cool. <I> do. <laughs> <laughs> so two days ago, our friend Leah... Uh, oh, yes. Ran- <laughs> Okay. It's good. It's all good. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, She ran a game for us called uh, Dialect, which is a sort of tabletop role-playing game, not so much in the style of like a Dungeons and Dragons, more in the style of like a fiasco, um, where it is a, there's no dice rolling or stats, it is a group storytelling game. Uh, with rules around it. As the name implies, the rules largely relate to the evolution of language amongst an isolated community. So, without getting into too much detail, um, 
<clears throat> the way the game works is you pick a reason why your community has been ostracized or like separated from society. We chose a global pandemic had uh, wiped out all of humanity except for the people living on an island together. And through the course of the game, as things go on, you have to come up with slang terms for different things that people talk about on the island and then incorporate them into your future roleplay sessions between characters and the, the language evolves over time. It was really amazingly good, and I don't usually like games without with less structure like that, but um, I don't know, it worked really well, it was very fun, it, it was fun because I feel like often in those group storytelling games, people form factions and then they just sort of stick with their loyalties through the rest of the game, and in this game, it really encouraged you to evolve your relationships over time, so uh, in our game, Jeff and I sort of started out as close allies at the beginning, and then over time, I mean, we didn't ever become enemies, but we sort of developed deeper relationships with other characters, um, and, like, grudging respect for Chris's character, who was a fucking psychopath, <laughs> uh, or Holly's character, who was just a serial killer. <laughs> pretty good uh so that was it was very fun it was good and i would i'm very much hoping leah chooses to run the game again because a she did a great job running it in a way that i definitely would not have been able to uh and b it was super duper fun yeah it was uh it took it it took five hours to play and those five hours flew by yes (laughs) like genuinely it did not feel like it dragged that's really good. Yep. I just on a small level, I haven't played this game that Matt is mentioning, but in the game Jackbox, there's a word game where you're given a word and you have to define it, and then someone else is given your definition and they need to come up with a new word, and then it goes back and forth a few times, and that's very interesting. So stuff with language can be really a lot more fun than you might think at first. Yeah, and the way the game works is very smart in terms of the way that the evolution happens, where, you know, in round one, you have to pick a new word for money because currency is no longer a thing. So, like, what do people use for bartering? And then in round two, you have to pick a word you chose in round one and describe how it has changed to mean something else or, like, Mm. become the opposite of the thing that it used to be or whatever. And then in round three, it's like, here, you have to pick a word that we don't use anymore and explain why why that has fallen out of favor and stuff like that. And, like, that's really smart. It's obvious that this game was made by people who really understand the evolution of, of dialectical language. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I felt like not only did our group language make sense and was fun to talk in, but also at the end of it, I felt like I kind of understood more about how regional dialects evolve in the first place. That's really cool. <clears throat> yeah. So it was really super good. I feel like I usually bring stuff that I can joke about a little more, and I can't joke <laughs> about this because I just really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I I also had a very good time playing it, and it uh, highlighted for me that one of the like best activities for all of us being confined to our homes indefinitely is RPGs. Yeah. Uh, this one was one that has, like, a deck of cards to go with it, but it was fine, because we played over, uh, Zoom, and Leah just, like, drew the cards for us, and 
you know, red, it, it, red it worked. was on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in general, games that are cooperative instead of competitive are are pretty easy because, like, we all trust each other to to work towards everyone's best interests. Even while uh, Chris and Holly's characters were absolute maniac monsters <laughs> who I hated and wanted to die. <laughs> Uh, the players, Chris and Holly, are reasonable human beings who I love and think are great. So, like, <laughs> we could we could trust that the players would be rational and reasonable, even as their characters were just the worst. I cannot. I, I still am pretty angry about some of the stuff that Holly's character did in the game. That <laughs> uh, was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so just to to bring some jokes to this, I also have been playing the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake, and come on, guys, uh, it sucks. It does really <laughs> good things. Yeah, no, everyone seems actually, to like it. It's actually not bad, but like they are uh, really leaning into you already knowing a lot of shit from the original Final Fantasy VII to the point where trying to explain what was happening at any given moment to a person who hadn't played Final Fantasy VII would be like you were, they would think you were on some kind of drugs. Uh, Weird. So, like, also it's way hornier, which I didn't think was possible because Final Fantasy VII is already extremely horny. Yeah. But everyone wants to fuck Cloud. I haven't even gotten out of the starting village and already every person I've met wants to fuck Cloud. Yeah, well, they all played the original Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, my uh, slash fiction's coming to life. Cloud's actually here. In my town? It's more likely than you think. Um, but they do they do have a lot... It's very clear that the biggest influence on this version of the game actually isn't the more recent Final Fantasy games, but instead the Resident Evil games, um, because it plays a lot like the Resident Evil 7 in terms of how combat works. Well, not how combat works, but like how how moving around and solving puzzles works and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway. I mean, I think huh. it's good, but like it's taking a weird uh, spiritual horror twist that is not part of the original game at all, as far as I can tell. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess maybe when I started out saying it sucks, what I should say is it's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. This game sucks. 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is how rating reviews works on yeah. gaming yeah. websites, though. Yes. Yeah. No, the thing the thing that sucks is that they keep doing that thing that third person games do all the time where they're like, Oh, this is a serious scene, so your character's walking super slow. But you do still have to walk all the way across the whole town, but you can't run anymore. And it's like, I've seen this town. I get it. Like, oh, my character's hurt and they're showing it by limping. So now you just have to walk super slow through this whole city. Fucking stop it, you guys. <laughs> Don't make the game less good to play because my character had a like got hurt in a cutscene that I didn't even control. Okay. Yeah, I remember how many Super Nintendo games tried to inject uh, gravitas into the game by having a character like ask a question, then the other one there'd be a long pause, and then the dialogue box would come up empty, and you'd have to like click on that to show that they didn't yeah. say anything, and then yeah. they'd ask another question. And you're like, no, you can't do this this way. Yeah, <laughs> especially <sighs> because that's just not how people talk where everyone takes turns waiting for the other person to say a thing i think actually (laughs) what you'll find is uh proof on this podcast huh (laughs) yeah 
All right. Uh, mm. Louisa, what did you do this week that wasn't Animal Crossing? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've been watching more of the Durls in Corfu, which you recommended. Oh, yes. Which is very yeah. good. Are you enjoying it? I am. It's very light, which is nice. Like, there's no problems that last longer than an episode, really. Yeah. And everything's sort of springtime in Greece, so it's, like, just relaxing to see, you know? Yes. Yeah, I I didn't watch much of it, but Jen watched it all, and as I, like, saw it, it does does present a nice idyllic backdrop. Yes. And sort of, like, connection to nature, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the fact that the Nazis are uh, like t- slowly taking over Europe in the in the off seat off screen part of the plot is a little nerve wracking, but yeah, you know he can ignore that. That's the tricky part about it being real life, but it's a bit cartoonish. I know this is based on the books of the real naturalist Gerald Darrell, but it's yep. written by a different guy for the show. So you get stuff where it's like, they're so poor, they only have bread for dinner. They gotta get some more money. So they decide they're gonna sell like English pastries at the market. Like, where'd you get the fucking money to make the pastries? That's not covered. So it's a bit <laughs> sitcom in that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yes. I think that that is also true of the book from what I've heard is that the it's yeah. sort of more of like in the fashion of English farcical comedies than actual what happened in life. Yes. Plus the the person who wrote the books is only, you know, 10 years old, 12 years old at the time of the activities that are happening because he's the youngest member of the family. Yep. But he's what, good. eight years dead now, right? <laughs> I don't know. He must be if he's not very old, he must be dead. I think the only sure. one who is still alive is the sister Mar- Margo. Yeah, Margo. I think she's still alive, but the rest of them are all dead. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it's a very good, and I recommend it if you have Amazon Prime and you just want a show that's, like, relaxing and the things people worry about is like, oh, can we get this person to come to this party? Oh, they did come. Good. Let's have a nice party at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, Louisa, if you get to the last season and you want to watch it, it's not on Prime, but it is on PBS All Access, and I can give you my login info if you want. Okay, thank you. Yes. Huh. Getting up there. There's three seasons, hold on, there's three seasons on Prime, and it yeah. says the shows are based on the Corfu trilogy, so I thought there were only three seasons, because there are three seasons, and then there's like a wrap-up movie. Uh, there's, I think there are four seasons. Oh. I don't remember. I mean, maybe they added the last season to Amazon Prime in the last month, but as of a month of a month ago, the most recent season had aired in England last year and was only available in America on PBS All Access. Okay, well, I will <clears throat> let you know if I need that help. Thank you. I think they split the last book into two separate seasons because oh, yeah. it gets pretty intense, what with the Nazis and all. And around. people who adapt uh, works of literature can never let go. <laughs> they always have to turn <laughs> the last thing into several things. Yes. <laughs> Well, the the comical incident you are talking about gets watered down somewhat by everyone being like, "Hey, Greece, that island, that that island over there that we can all see just got conquered by Nazis. We should yeah. be very concerned about this." Yeah, so I'm sure that's coming. But right now, and if you want to watch at least the first and the second seasons, things are pretty light. Yep. So that's all I got really, uh, apart from Animal Crossing. So Jeff, what have you been doing this week? Oh boy. Um, I've been watching a lot of television. Uh, I've been catching up on that Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah! Um, I've been watching, uh, Harley Quinn is back for season two already. That show's pretty good. 
<laughs> Wait, there's a show called Harley Quinn? Yeah, it's a cartoon on the DC Universe uh, service. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought this was going to be more of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and I'm like, you gotta stop, guys. No, no that would be fun. It. No one wants this. No, I do. Uh, <laughs> I liked that movie that just came Only out this year. Only the most extremely horny perverts want this. <laughs> There's other people, too, who want it. It's not just me. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Only people who want it because they're extremely horny perverts, though. It's Impossible not good, to right? know. None no, of those the, movies are good. Suicide Squad sucked, but Birds of Prey yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, was it? How? Yeah. How could it be? That's fun. That's wild. It's fun to watch. This is like you coming to me and being like, hey, listen, I know that all of the other Scary Movie movies were bad, but Scary Movie 11 was extremely good. I don't believe you. It's not like the second movie with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in it. Yeah, the thing with these dynasty movies is that at a certain point with certain characters, they're like, fuck it, give it to this director who's never done anything before, let's see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, Margot Robbie was down. like, hey, I want there to be a good movie with me in it, uh, where I get to play a superhero. And so she produced this one and hired a bunch of people to, like, work on it and be in it herself. I just feel like DC has done such a terrible job of making movies, and they ruin movies that might be good by forcing their own terrible shit into them. Yeah, they've they've Maybe. given up. Yeah. They didn't oh, okay. care. They didn't care as much as Margot Robbie cared, so they let her have this one. Is what I think. Yeah, happened. yeah, pretty much. Huh. Um, so that's what I've uh, what I've been up to is just watching some television. Not a whole lot going on. That's Jen funny. and I. Jen got me the Batman animated series Blu-ray collection for Christmas last year, um, and I we've been watching episodes of it every Saturday morning as like a Saturday morning cartoons thing. Well, fun. Um, and I, th- today I hid an Easter basket for Jen and I wrote a bunch of clues and I hid them around the house. I do this every year. Um, and so yesterday we watched the first, uh, Riddler episode of the Batman because I was in that headspace. And I, I really genuinely believe that the Riddler is the best villain in any comic book ever. And <laughs> I think I like him better than Batman. Yeah. Um, because you love riddles for one. I love riddles. I love writing riddles. I love watching my friends be tormented by the riddles I've written. Uh, you, you love, love it when purple and green suit. <laughs> I yeah. would if I had it. I would wear it. You love a criminal who makes it very easy to catch him. Can I point out? Yes. First of all, I love the fact that the Riddler plays by rules where he's like, "Listen, Batman, I'm not going to let you wear your utility belt in here, but if you solve the riddle, you can save this guy." Like, I'm not just going to kill this guy, I'm going to give you a chance, Batman, because that's the rules of the game. Yeah, not like the Joker who's just doing whatever. Exactly. The the Joker is like the antithesis of the Riddler. <laughs> and yet, they're almost the same character in, in concept. They're foils. They're literary foils. <laughs> yeah. There's every, every other Batman villain is like, uh, I'm the goofer, and what I do is make goofs, which are different from jokes and riddles. <laughs> yeah. yes. I also wear purple and green. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's me, the Mad Hatter. I do the jokes and the riddles, and they rhyme, but I really love Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing. The Riddler's origin story is uh, a capitalist stole his intellectual property and then told him that CEOs are more important than creative people and that ultimately capitalism would solve his problems. And so the Riddler decided to murder that guy. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, he's yeah. right. 
you should have done that. Yeah. You are absolutely right, Riddler. <laughs> and, like, we are all, as people who are, well, I think we're all on the creative spectrum somewhere. Everyone who's ever felt like a creative person has wanted to do this, and I I support the Riddler 100%. Yeah, uphold Riddler thought. Yeah, what yes. if there's a story where he's the hero, and then Batman is the villain, who's trying to Ooh. keep capitalism in place, because that's DC his favorite DC Comics thing. really makes you think you. <laughs> we live Comics. in a society. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Louisa, and I will write uh, the Riddler. We all saw how the uh, Superior Spider-Man was a great run of Spider-Man, where Doctor Octopus becomes Spider-Man. We will do this for you for the Riddler, and it'll be great. yeah, where the Riddler becomes Batman. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Batman like drops down, and he's like, "All right, I'll let you do this crime, but can you tell me what has two legs in the morning?" <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, he's so distracted by doing the Batman voice that he can't remember a single riddle. (laughs) Do this Sudoku real quick. (laughs) Alright, I'll let you do this crime, but only if you tell me, uh, knock knock. (laughs) What? Batman? What? What are you saying? Good stuff. Yep, I like it. Well, I guess it's time for a wiki, huh? I guess so. Oh, hell yes. Gonna send this wiki, but what we got, I'll tell you. Oh, it's taken a long time to load. We got the Destiny wiki. Ooh. And this is a game? Yeah, this is for the game Destiny, which has some of the most fun the names of stuff in the lore to read about. The trouble with this name... Oh, it's actually got a description, which is nice. Uh, the trouble with this name is I can never remember what kind of game it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a shooting game. It has the most generic name of all time. Uh, so the background, we're seeing Earth from Space, it looks like. Uh, Destiny Wiki. Welcome to the Destiny Wiki. The wiki about Destiny, an ongoing first-person shooter video game series developed by Bungie. Bungie? Not Bungle? Okay. No, yep. Bungie. They're the people Bungie, who invented Halo. Halo. Halo people, yeah. Where the players, known as Guardians, have been resurrected to fight the enemies of humanity, acquire epic loot, and become legend. Yeah. Yeah, you play as a weird space zombie in these games. There are 8,835 articles. So you're like a super soldier? Um, you are You are a hero from a past war who died in that war and then okay. was brought back to life by the light. Okay. Yeah. A little, a little robot initially voiced by Peter Dinklage, uh, but he did such a bad job that they replaced him with, um, what's his name? Uh, Troy, Troy voice actor guy. (laughs) I would like it if they were like, this is so bad, we're just gonna patch out the voice altogether. (laughs) Troy Baker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They, they, like, they... (laughs) All the cutscenes still show you looking at the robot while it's flashing, but it's just not talking anymore. <laughs> they had uh, Troy Baker do the voice for the DLC, I guess, because Peter Dinklage was expensive. Um, and as part of that DLC, they also patched out Peter Dinklage from the main game and had yeah. replaced him with Troy Baker. Pretty good. Yep. This is where he has that line about wizards on the moon, right? Yes. yes. Okay. That is quite yeah. infamous. This is that one. Well, there are wizards on the moon. So the main thing about this game is every enemy, it's like a sci-fi space up game, but mm-hmm. every enemy has a name like in a D&D type fantasy game. Like each, um, race of aliens will, each class, like, within it will be, like, oh, this, these are knights and templars and squires, 
like, going up and down in the difficulty. Like, oh, these other aliens are, like, goblins, hobgoblins, orcs, and trolls. Like, those are their names, but they don't look like like those. Much like the name of the game as a whole, Destiny, it does a very bad job of communicating to you which enemy you're talking about. Yes. Because when they're like, now go fight a bunch of goblins, I'm like, fuck, are goblins the ones that are robots, or are goblins the ones that are aliens, or are goblins the ones that are, like, maybe, like, men with alien suits on? Like, there are all these different classes that need to be fought differently, and they don't ever tell you, like, hey, go and kill a bunch of goblins. You know, the robot ones that they would call goblins for some reason? Go kill them. <laughs> That's the information I need, Nathan Fillion. Come on. Okay, I so love this it. is a... This is not, like, an MMORPG. You can't be different races. You're always a super soldier. Uh, uh There are three be- choices of super soldier uh, class yeah. to be. Yes. Okay. Uh It well, is an MMO, but it is also a shooter, so... It is an MMO FPS as opposed yeah. to an MMORPG. Uh, okay. okay. But like so unlike D D, there's a ton of races, but you don't get to choose to be one. Yeah. Correct. You okay. are you are always an earthling. Or robot. Oh but, yeah, but no, that's right. You do have choice between three races as well. Are there mechanical differences between them? I don't know. Yeah. You, <laughs> you could be a, different. You could be a regular guy, uh like souped up space guy, or a robot. <laughs> Yeah, the three genders. <laughs> can you be a blue? I feel like you could be a blue skin guy. Is that right? Yeah, the blue guy. The blue skin guy is the souped up space guy. Okay, yeah. You're basically like a human, but you got some face tattoos and your skin's blue, and you I probably mean, you're just, talk about aura. You're just a you're just a Star Trek alien. It's you're just yeah. a normal man, but with a dumb hair, and your skin is blue. Yeah, you're one of those forehead aliens. Yes, <laughs> I got you. So on the side, uh, this seems to be a pretty active wiki, although there are only. 8,835 articles, which is... That's all you need, baby! They've switched uh, Destiny over from being a game where it's, like, the game, and then three times a year there's an expansion pack, to working like other shooters, where now, like, every month is a season that has limited time stuff Ah. you can get. Which is annoying, and part of why I don't play it. Yeah, it's tough, even, like, with Animal Crossing, if you miss out on something, it gives you a bad feeling about the game for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. The uh, other thing is, I played both Destiny and Destiny 2. The first Destiny game is a fun game to play. The The act of playing the game is fun. There are lots of stuff that you kind of need to do multiplayer in order to experience fully, and yeah. the multiplayer <clears throat> is miserable. It is maybe the worst multiplayer experience I've ever had playing any video game to the point where when Destiny 2 came off, came out, I just didn't do multiplayer. I I turned off everything that could be multiplayer. It's so bad. That's it's, very it's, strange. It's like Call of Duty times 10 because whatever hopeless losers spend their all of the, every moment of their life playing this game delight in just waiting for you playing the game for the first time, turning on multiplayer, and then instantly shooting you in the head. And then you oh, respawn yeah. and you're like, okay, cool, well, I guess I won't do that. And then you're dead again. And you cannot do anything. And there are just people running around, jumping around. And as soon as you spawn, you die instantly every time for three minutes, and then you're like, fuck this game, I never want to play it again. (laughs) Yeah, the competitive multiplayer sucks ass, but the cooperative stuff, which you need to have friends that you already know in order to play at all, which is strange, uh, (laughs) I love that stuff. 
the raids and stuff were great. Uh, yeah, but again, but, that that's so reliant on you having five friends yes. who can all play the game together at the same time and wouldn't rather be doing something else. Oh man, it would be perfect for right now when none of us have anything better to do. I guess so, but every time that anyone has ever been like, hey, we should all get together and play Sea of Thieves and be a pirate crew together, I'm like, yeah, I guess, but it would be more fun if we got together and played Dungeons & Dragons or something. Like, the problem is playing cooperative multiplayer Destiny is never going to be my number one thing that I could do with a group of five friends together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I like how the shooting chat. feels, though. <laughs> so, there's a poll on this main page. Who Ooh. is happy about the split between Bungie and Activision? And your choice Oh, yeah, that's right. The, I am. Are hell yeah, meh, or R.I.P. And this I'm poll gonna... has been going on for over a calendar year. <laughs> Yep, they announced that a long time ago, and it's been very good for the game Destiny, from what I hear. Yeah, it's really strange, because um, this doesn't happen very often, where a game as platform, uh, like, they're just like, nah, we're not gonna, the publisher says, well, you can just have it. Yeah, yeah that is strange. <laughs> Um, that happened with Rock Band as well. Like, they got sold into independence after being owned by MTV Games for a while. Yeah. Uh, so they lost all the connections of being an MTV property, but, uh, you know, I think it was ultimately good for them. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, Activision was kind of the one that were... Uh, pressuring them to do like DLC packs and stuff. And while I think that, while I understand why Jeff is mad about the fact that it's seasons now, I think the kind of people who play it all the time prefer it that way. Yeah. Probably. Makes sense. With like big raid bosses and stuff every month or two. So I voted meh in the poll because I don't have an opinion. I voted yes because I think that that's probably good. Also, I feel like, I feel like Bungie has a thing that they're good at and they should focus on that and Activision has a thing that they're good at and it's a very different thing. Fair enough. It's good that it worked out, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that the game is still going given that that happened. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this has, like, a list of locations in the game because the location names are my favorite thing about Destiny. I mean, there are uh, 3, 6, 9, 12 like buttons on the homepage that and the twelfth one is locations. So oh, probably yes. category locations. Yes. Yeah, tell me. Uh, Deep Stone Crypt. That's a good one. Fundament. What does that mean? The third spire. Oh These man, what about good. the first two spires though? Uh I didn't them? see those. <laughs> uh I think that, that was uh was that the one where Frodo got bitten by a giant spider? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, and he got poisoned and died. If, if only he'd been in the shower at the time, he would have been safe. <laughs> it's true! Oh, yeah, but then he would have gotten stabbed to death. you those hobbits were in that second movie? <laughs> That's because they don't wear shoes. They're just gross. They're hippies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Queen's Court is a location accessible only through the Dreaming City. Mm. It is where Mara Sov resides. That's the that's the pornographic DLC, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, the, the Queen's Court is a space brothel. <laughs> nice. That would actually be a really cool name for one. I know. I, I like how in fiction places have names like the Dreaming City, whereas in real life where people try to say, oh, you know, Jefferson described Delaware as the Diamond State. It's the Diamond State. And everyone's like, yeah, we're not fucking saying that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not calling this the Dreaming City. Go to hell. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Dreaming City's a pretty cool name, but it was discovered by uh, Jeremy Fartface, so we're going to call it Fartface Town. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, it's pronounced Fartfaston. Yeah. <laughs> Fartfachetan. There's a place called Blind Well. I like that through all of those variations, it still kept fart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you gotta. You just gotta. It has to. Um, I got a random page. Okay. It is titled, Extropic Cloak Legendary. Ooh. Uh, Extropic Cloak is a legendary cloak. It can be dismantled to generate upgrade materials. It can really? be retrieved from one of the following vendors. Archon's Forge or Rise Archon. of Iron. It's pronounced Archon. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, you didn't uh, give us the flavor text. Yeah, the flavor text is the only thing worth reading. Oh, yeah, page. here we are. Child came for our robes today. He said the Awoken Hunters needed them, as they were cold. Warlock door log, in-game description. <laughs> what is a warlock door log? It sounds like a sea- <laughs> she sells seashells. It's a it tongue does. twister in Destiny. Warlock door log. <laughs> it's actually the most perfect phrase in human language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the most beautiful English yeah. language. Uh, nothing will ever beat dumpy pumpkins. <laughs> so do you guys uh, well, know what you the need word... one of these cloaks to cover up your dumpy pumpkins. <laughs> do you guys know what the word extropic means? I nope. I don't think that the writers of the game do either. <laughs> so uh, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. So extropy or extropic is a, a school of philosophy that believes in the evolving framework of values and standards for continuously improving the human condition. Sounds boring. So, like, what does that have to do with cloaks? I don't know, but it's like, I guess it's saying... It's the antonym to entropy. Yes, exactly. So are they trying to say that they're like monks' robes? Like, are they getting that kind of thing, do you think? I think the idea is that these are robes to be worn by people who believe in, uh, like, building order in human society. Yeah, I think it's, like, entropy is just like, you know, if you wait, everything's gonna collapse. Yeah. And this is like, no, if you try, you can build everything up. It's a transhumanist is... philosophy, so, so it's a cloak for robot men. So this... <laughs> This quote starts with, child came for our robes today. Yeah. Is this a literal child or a person named child? I have no idea because it's yeah. at the start of the sentence and is capitalized in any case. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's very confusing. Uh, I'm wondering if this is supposed to be the um, uh, trope of fantasy fiction, where, like, the Valerians of uh, Game of Thrones, where they're an extinct people who did, like, amazing uh, craftsmanship. So is this supposed to be, like, an amazing cloak of this lost society? Atlantis Maybe. or whatever, you know what I mean? Yes, but what? nothing about this indicates that. I mean... Yeah, it's like a ripped-up cloak. That's true, yeah, the picture doesn't make it look like that at all. Well, and, like, it's... Warlock Dorlog, who I guess is a, is not a person, although I wish that was a person's name. Yeah, I'm guessing that it is like wherever the warlocks hang out. Yeah. This is the like coming and going yeah. sign in. See, yeah. I agree. I agree. That's probably true. But you can't write something like this on a log in second person because who is who is it? The Child came for our robes. Yeah. Who is our? See, the well, warlocks? Yeah, the, the doorlocks? The opinion I got immediately is that this is a warlock in a monastery of warlocks saying that these are their things, but yes. people came because of war to just take them from them. So warlocks is one of the three classes that you can be in the game. Okay. And they are hover robot Uh-oh. people. <laughs> 
The, their yeah. special power is the ability to hover, uh, and they yeah, can, they do magic. They, sh- they shoot, uh, like not uh, the not like fireballs, but more like entropy blasts, mm-hmm. <laughs> like chaos blasts, yeah. um, like Scarlet Witch. Yes, they are all a bunch of Scarlet Witches. We are all of us Scarlet Witches. <laughs> so, so I guess I've written a lot of backstory based on these two sentences in my mind. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, part I of what like is good about Destiny. I would like you to write novel that you're making up, because it does sound good. Because it t- strikes me exactly as if it was like a medieval monastery, and the king's men ca- came to the monastery and were like, give us all your gold uh, crosses and altar stuff, because we have to sell them because for, the, we're cold. for the army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, need to, we need to warm ourselves with your gold crosses. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to close this one because I got a random page, and my random page is... Uh, War Newman's fist. War Newman? Newman's fist. Newman. Damn it, we both did it. <laughs> uh, predictable. War, War, yep. War Newman's fist is a legendary gauntlet that can drop in the King's Fall raid. Incredible. Okay. The the flavor text says the start is always the same. Enter his court and call him out. <laughs> Hey, you bastard king. Yeah. <laughs> I want that gauntlet. Hey, you Biff. You get your damn hands off her. You, you get, get your, your War Newman's gauntlet. fists off her. Yes. <laughs> so, I guess it's a special item? Hard to say. A rarity a, legendary, I guess so. It's yeah. a legendary yeah. armor piece. So you uh, really want this. Raids are um, the, like, super challenging. You need six people who are all working together very uh, effectively for several hours to beat them uh, yeah. pieces of game. I've heard about The those. very smart way that Destiny is designed is that your character level is between 1 and like 20 or something. It's not very high, and you can get to it very quickly. And then the re- the way that your character progresses after that is by increasing their light level and you gain light by having equipment that has like legendary stories associated with it. Okay. So yeah. when you find a a gauntlet that belonged to a king, everyone's like, "Oh shit, that's that king's gauntlet. I'm going to believe in you more." And then you get more power and increase your light level. That's pretty cool. I guess I was too focused on the thing Jeff said earlier about them doing seasons because I saw the King's Fall raid and I thought that that was a autumn event. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> the fall of the king. Is uh no, if this is a uh, from the DLC, like, expansion pack to the first game, The Taken King, which is something that people enjoyed a lot. But it's not like a harvest festival where you go and you know, instead of wassailing, you just go and fuck up the king and steal (laughs) his things and everyone agrees that that's allowed as part of the festival. I Uh mean, you're not totally (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Yeah, the, the one raid I played in Destiny 2, like, a big golden ship shows up with a king in it, and he's like, hey, come kick my ass for money. <laughs> this isn't a sex thing, I swear. <laughs> uh, but then you go kick his ass for money, and it takes six hours, and you still don't win, and you try twice. Aww. Uh, uh, boy, that was probably, like, the most fun I've ever had playing a video game, though. <laughs> so, well, the, the the eponymous king in the, uh, the, what is it called? The Taken the King? The Taken King. Uh, is named Oryx, O-R-Y-X. Oh. And I wonder, do you guys think that this is a reference to Margaret Atwood's famous post-dystopian novel, Oryx and Crake? 
here's the thing. Did she come up with that name, or is that a reference to something that I don't know? So, in the in the book, the two characters, Oryx and Crake, have real human names, but online they go by the names of extinct animals as, like, mm-hmm. a way to comment on the fact that humanity is killing all of uh, nature. Right. And so an Oryx is a kind of extinct bird, I think. Huh, okay. But it being associated with a with an apocalyptic war robot in the future is much more of a Margaret Atwood thing than it is a seabird thing. I mean, maybe. A lot of people oh. do a lot of... Oh, no, it's a kind of, uh, like, uh, an- uh... Oh, antelope. Deer. I antelope, have heard of those. Yes. Okay, yes. Uh, Oryx the Taken King seems to be some kind of transgender bug monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Oryx Which, was born as... Red Oryx and Crake, that's kind of what that guy's like, too. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> Fuck I yeah. don't know, I haven't Roast that it. guy, he fucking sucks. <laughs> Matt, you're thinking uh, of Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is the book you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oryx was born as Orash, a proto-hive female on the gas giant known as Fundament. She was one of three surviving daughters of the Osmium King. I love the names of stuff. Uh, (laughs) Upon becoming king, Orash changed her name to Oryx, which means long thought. Okay. Yep. In what way does it mean long thought? In In, their uh, language? In the hive language, I guess. The thing that makes me very angry about all of this is the fact that people say, you know, Oryx means long thought, but they don't ever say, like, in when human beings talk about the real world things, we say, oh yeah, that is Arabic for good morning, or whatever. Right. You don't just say, yes, and that means good morning, because then I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> good morning means good morning. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Uh, the Hive are the species of alien that have the famous wizard as a type of enemy. Okay. Uh, so I got a random page, and I put it in the chat, I think? Yes. We are three for three on pieces of equipment, because I got the- We're putting together a real loadout here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Spliced Cosmoclast Plate. Nice. Spliced Cosmoclast Plate is a legendary Titan chest armor. Spliced Cosmoclast Plate- (laughs) Can be dismantled to generate upgrade materials. Another tongue twister. Yeah. Yep. And the flavor text. I'm not sure what you mean, General. Is this still about the Exodus program? That fucking doesn't mean anything. Or tell us you anything about this. You didn't finish reading the flavor text. Oh, fine. That is attributed to siva.mem.wb012. What's funny is that that's probably actually from the game, but it could be just an error somebody made in the coding of this website. <laughs> yes. It is almost definitely the name of one of the robot characters who all have funny computer names. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, irrit- irritated because that doesn't mention anything about the spliced plate. Yeah. Yeah, it does not. It doesn't give me the um, good stuff. Come on. Matt mentioned Nathan Fillion earlier. His character is named Cade Six. (laughs) Cade Yeager, remember? Yep. (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, Nathan Fillion is a rogue. What is the name of that class in the Uh, game? Hunter? Hunter, yes. He is a hunter, and... uh, this, I guess this is for Titans, which is the third class. So there's Warlocks, Titans, and Hunters. I think of Hunters as uh, Cowboy Ninjas, Titans yep. as Football Jocks, and Warlocks <laughs> as uh, Goth Witches. Hover Goths. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 
Uh, oh, you can also get this in The Wrath of the Machine, which is a raid, Raid Reprise, which is a raid, and Rise of Iron, which is by playing Rise of Iron activities. Yep. Rise yeah, of Iron a... was the third DLC, I think, for the first Destiny game? Something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, not much to say. This is an nope. ugly piece of armor. It's got weird <laughs> yeah, diamonds like on the front of it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Well, the thing of this is, I feel like a lot of people design fantasy bullshit for video games without putting any thought into the actual real-world functionality of the thing. Mm-hmm. Because the way this works, it has, like, ridges on the front of it, which would mean that if somebody tried to stab you, all of the blows would be redirected to one spot. <laughs> Such right, as your heart? <laughs> yeah, right on your heart. <laughs> So, like, if I just came at you with a sword, I would be guaranteed to get a killing blow every time. Ah, uh, see, but nobody uses swords anymore because it's the space future. <laughs> I think that one of the class- I think the Titans specifically explicitly use swords. But it's like a laser beam sword, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Also, these points stick out a lot, so I feel like if you were wearing this armor, you wouldn't be able to look down and see anything that was happening with the rest of your body. Yeah, Seems yeah, that's like a bad true. idea. Oh no, the Titans use guns. I guess it's the Hunters that use swords. I mean, anyone can use swords in this game, but... I think my character in Destiny 2 is a Hunter. The swords are extremely powerful. They're actually, yep. like, the most fun thing. I In Destiny 2, I played a warlock with a, like, a sunbeam sword or whatever, and I just wrecked shop. It was very fun. Until I played competitive multiplayer, and then I got killed instantly, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> Alright. So, Louisa, have we convinced you to play this dumb game? No. <laughs> Have we convinced you by both of us saying that we stopped playing it many months ago and have no interest in going back? I also played, like, 200 hours of Destiny 2, though. I like the collecting of things and the upgrading of them, but the things are not very attractive or desirable, and then the upgrades, which none of us mentioned but are at the bottom of all these pages, are extremely long lists of how you can make something slightly more powerful or durable or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would probably read a novel set in the Destiny universe if I'm being honest, because I love the names of the things, and I would love to read more of them. Start with Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. (laughs) It's extremely good. It gives me the backstory of the Taken King. (laughs) It might! You don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Um, yes, the, the upgrade system in all the Destiny games is the everything that's wrong with progression in modern video games, where it's just a long list of inscrutable and probably inde- undetectable differences. Oh, I if I slot this upgrade onto my gun, I get 0.01% more accuracy. What does that mean? Unclear. Never explained. And yeah. when I do it, it doesn't seem like it's changed anything at all. And that's weird because I, as I've been, as we've covered in this podcast many times, am a person who just likes games where numbers go up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the most appealing part about Destiny is when you shoot enemies, numbers pop off of them. Oh yes, that is fun. When you shoot them in the head, the number is big and yellow. Yes. That is the most satisfying part of Destiny is when, like, the the goblins have a big glowing orb in their belly that is their, like, memory <laughs> core or whatever, and when you shoot it and they explode with, like, light goo, it's so good. Yeah. 
Uh, I really like fighting the Fallen because when you headshot them, their souls pop, like, burst out of their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I, I kind of want to play Destiny 2 again. Yeah, I kind of want to go back so, to playing Destiny. I was clicking around on Warlock and I found a category Thanatonaut, which is a little <laughs> disappointing because I thought, oh, this is like magic, uh, like a magic sailor. But no, they just mean not in the sense of explorer, which I don't like. So yeah. It's just magic nerds. Louisa, if you want to play a game with magic sailors, have I got a game for you. It's called Exalted. Is it called The Curse <sighs> of Monkey Island? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Destiny 2 is actually free now. It's free to play, which annoys me because I paid $60 yeah. for it at launch. Whoops. I think I got it for free from Humble Bundle, but I still am annoyed by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been so jonesing to run an exalted game and louisa there's a class called uh sidereals who are uh uh like sea navigators but they can change where the stars are to change how people are (laughs) like their zodiac signs it's very cool it's complicated (laughs) yep it's extremely complicated i wrote a whole (laughs) chapter of one of the books about them okay so anyway maybe i'll run that sometime and then you can see how weird it is okay Yep. All right, guys. Well, are we done? Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us talk about <laughs> Destiny for a while. It probably wasn't Again. very funny, but that's fine. <laughs> we did this definitely for sure. We got the uh, Destiny Reddit on seeing Reddit. I don't remember I, that at all. I, I don't do remember, remember that. that. Either. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I know for sure that it, I brought it as my thing of the week at least once. <laughs> yes, that's true. I do remember that. Um, but that's fine. Probably everyone who heard those was is dead now. <laughs> yeah, in all likelihood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Hey, you're quarantined at home. You don't have anything else to do. Go write an extensive list about why other people should listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't don't leave us a negative review. If you didn't like it, just go do something else. Yeah, just go listen to fucking Joe Rogan's podcast, you uh, <laughs> libertarian asshole. <laughs> you fucking got him. Yeah, <laughs> take that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Joe Rogan's gonna punch my face in. Oh, he can't yeah. get you. He's gonna punch my face right through the back of my head. He doesn't have time to listen to podcasts. He produces ten hours of podcast every day. <laughs> He's gonna just do a live stream of punching my face out the back of my head, and I would watch that live stream. <laughs> How? Out oh, the back of your true. head, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you have to put the TV behind you. Yeah, yeah that's the way you actually want to die. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's really horny Joe for Joe Rogan. Thighs wrapped around my head. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, all right. So, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can join our Discord and talk to us directly. If you want to get into our Discord, message us. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. I probably will be changing that soon because apparently Mastodon.cloud has been taken over by Nazis, yeah. and that's not great. So I might move that soon. I will let you guys know when I do. Um, I'm also on Mastodon, JK, uh, that's not how I do it, (laughs) mastodon.cloud slash at JK, uh, and also on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. I don't post that much on Mastodon, but, uh, I do post a lot on Instagram. You'll notice that Jeff doesn't intend to move off of mastodon.cloud because he likes Nazis. Uh, I just don't care enough. (laughs) I think I have a dot social already. Maybe I'll just start posting there instead. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just have to look up how to do the migration of my stuff. I don't want to lose yeah. these great jokes I've made on Mastodon, you guys. Yeah, oh, you will. <laughs> you can't. You can't move your posts. Well, fuck. That's fine. Well, that's fine. Let's talk about this later. <laughs> Let's talk about the nuts and bolts later. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening, and hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, keep doing that, and in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. It's always different, but it's never good. 